With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White! How about him? Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to recap day number four at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. So for that, we bring in our friend who covers the Colts and the NFL for the Herald Bulletin and CNHI Sports in Anderson, Indiana. Our friend George Bremer, who is on the scene this week at the Combine in Indy. George, thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Anytime, man. You didn't say your trademark line, just another boring day at the Combine. Yeah, well, you know, I think by now everybody knows what, what we get, right? Uh, today was quarterback day, so I'm worn out. I can tell you that. Let's talk about the quarterbacks, and there were some receivers and tight ends as well, but we'll start with the QBs. The guys that you got a chance to talk with, Hendon Hooker, Will Levis, Bryce Young, Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, those are the guys that everybody seems to think are going to be the top quarterback prospects. Hooker might have been a first-round pick if it wasn't for the fact that he's 26 and coming off an ACL injury. Talk to me about what we heard from those guys today. Some funny quotes, especially, I thought, from Anthony Richardson when he was asked about being a project quarterback. Yeah, Richardson, a very engaging guy. I mean, I think that was pretty obvious right off the bat with him. Uh, Really was pretty hilarious most of the time he was up there. Uh, He talked a lot about raising his little brother you know i guess basically if you live in gainesville 
pretty common sight to see him riding around on his bicycle and his little brother's right there on the handlebars with him. So even though he's only 20 years old, feels like he had to grow up pretty fast. Um, you know, he, he definitely does not like that, that prospect label uh, or project label uh, that's put on him, but it's, it's pretty fitting. I mean, you've got in him probably the most polarizing prospect in this group because the talent is off the charts. I mean, you, the arm strength, I'm sure on Saturday he's going to test unbelievably at the combine, just light it up. Um, but you don't see a lot of it in the results on the field. You know, just over 50% completions, uh, didn't have a winning record in just 13 starts at Florida. Uh, so it's a, he's, he's really the boomer bust guy here. And I think he's a really going to be an interesting guy to watch because he could go number one overall. He's almost certain to go in the top 10, you know, if you, if you listen to the way the, uh, the experts are looking at things. Uh, but he's he's just one of those guys that very little's known about. I think he did himself some favors today. Big personality. He's obviously the biggest of these quarterbacks. When he, when he came to the podium, he looked like he was sculpted out of granite or something. You know, he, he is very striking because that first hour today was Bryce Young, then C.J. Stroud, then Anthony Richardson all on the same podium, and you know he's by far the biggest of that group. Hendon Hooker is the quarterback that I'm the most personally interested in as a Jets fan because I think he might end up going in the third round, which is a spot where the Jets might be able to snag him. He's a first-round talent who's going to fall mostly because he's older and he's coming off an injury, but that's the perfect spot for a team that has a veteran quarterback, which we assume the Jets are going to have, and we'll get to that in a little bit because there was some news or at least some chatter on that front today. And Hooker talked a lot about being at Tennessee and the guys that he looked up to as somebody that played at Tennessee also made some news about his health. Yeah, you know, he said he's he feels like he's going to be ready to go for training camp, and that's obviously a big deal if that, if that comes to pass. I don't think you're going to be able to see him start right away. I mean, he's going to miss the spring at the very least. Uh, but he said he feels like he's ahead of schedule. He's got to slow himself down is what he said a couple times. You know, he's got to make sure that he's not going too fast. Uh, but he feels like the recovery is going really well. We've seen guys bounce back from ACLs pretty quickly. I mean, if you look at July right now, I think that's going to be right in that eight-month range. That's not crazy. We've seen that happen quite a bit uh, in, in recent years. Now, I think, you know, from him going into training camp in July and being able to work out with people uh, to actually getting on the field are, are two different stories. I think that's still probably going to be sometime at midseason. And for a guy who's an older prospect, there's going to be some teams that definitely shy away from that. But you watch what he did and that Tennessee offense this year, hard not to be impressed. And I think there's some – to me, the, the injury is really disappointing because I think there's some parallel with Joe Burrow. He's not at that level, but the story is similar. Transferring from Virginia Tech, played a lot more there than obviously Burrow did at Ohio State, but comes into Tennessee, kind of gets his feet wet that first year, looks good but not terrific, and then – puts up a historic performance for most of the season this year before getting that, that knee injury in November. So, you know, I think he's a real intriguing prospect, a guy who's probably going to go in the second round, uh, but somebody could get a steal if they're willing, if they, if they feel like the health and the age concerns line up for them. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. E.J. Stroud, I love this line from him, George. Called himself a ball placement specialist. Yeah, yeah, CJ was another guy uh, I think really helped himself up there on the podium. Of all of the players that that we talked to today, he was the most fiery. It felt like he was going to put on a helmet at some point, just go right out on the field. Uh, You know, I think he he feels like he's got a lot to prove. Obviously, a lot of questions about why he didn't use his athleticism as much at Ohio State. And he had some pretty good answers to that. You know, first of all, he was up front right off the bat and said, it's one of my regrets. I feel like I should have run more. Uh, but he also said part of the reason he did it against Georgia and not really for the rest of his career is he was healthy. You know, he had some hamstring injuries most of this year, uh, and he felt like he was healthy, so that was part of it. And another part of it that made a lot of sense, you know, when you hear him say it, said, look, I'm spending eight hours working on these plays, and I've got some of the best receivers in college football. It's not in my best interest to just look at my first read and take off and run. You know, yeah, he hung in the pocket longer than some people would want, but when you hear him say, I've got some of the best receivers in the country and I'm counting on that they're going to get open, it makes sense. You know, he said it's a learning experience. It's something that that's what football is all about. You know, you grow and, and, and you get better as you move on. Uh, and I thought he did a really good job up there just in terms of explaining what some of the concerns were, uh, but also just showing that fiery competitive nature, which has really allowed him to get to the level he's at right now. Bryce Young was asked about his size and his answer was interesting. He's been this uh, size his whole life, he says, respectfully. <laughs> uh, which made us wonder, was he born? You know, how, how does that work? Uh, did, did he come out at 5'10"? But no, you know, and Bryce, too, he says he's been up around 200 pounds uh, more recently. We'll see what he weighs in tomorrow. Probably the most anticipated weigh-in in combine history, honestly, uh, because that 200 seems to be that magic number. Uh, and he says he's, he's right around there, uh, and he feels comfortable. I think that's the big thing is – okay, you weigh in at that magic number, but can you still move the way you did before? 
Can you still play the way you did before? Are you going to get too tight? You know, how, how does that affect you? Right now, uh, you know, he said, look, he's been dealing with this his whole life. People doubted him at every level. He's been able to overcome it at every level. Seems confident he can do it again at the NFL level. But, you know, that's really – there's so many things that are so intriguing about this draft. But Bryce Young's weight is right top of the list. I mean, the team's going to have to be pretty confident he can stand up to a rigors of an NFL season. If he's at 190 or 180, uh, that's going to be really tough for him to convince them. George, what did we hear from Will Levis today? Uh, for one thing, that the whole mayo and coffee thing was a joke. So that I think that <laughs> sets some minds at ease. Uh, he said that he was just out with his girlfriend, and the only thing on the table was mayo, and it just become kind of a, a dare. So he went ahead and put in his coffee. But good to know that's not something he does on a regular basis. Uh, but more seriously with him, I think his leadership qualities. You know, he's a guy like Hendon Hooker who transferred, had to win over a new locker room. I think that's something that he feels like could give him some a little bit of a benefit as he's going into the NFL when he has to go through that process again. And he said, I think he had a really good take on that. He said, look, when you first get in there, you lead by example. And then as you gain the trust of your teammates and as you earn a starting spot, then you can be vocal and step up and be a true leader. And that was really a mature take from him. Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, spoke. He talked quite a bit about the Cincinnati Bengals. Remember, he grew up not far from where they play. Talked about how awesome it would be to be on a team with Joe Burrow. Keep that in mind because Mayer, a lot of people believe, is going to go somewhere toward the end of the first round. And guess who picks right at the end of the first round and could probably use a long-term answer tight end if you guess the Cincinnati Bengals, you are indeed correct. Also, we heard from Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Talked about being compared to two really, really good tight ends. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, one of the top receivers in the NFL draft coming out of Ohio State. A lot of really good receivers coming out of Ohio State recently. We had Jamison Williams, who was a transfer from Ohio State to Alabama. Of course, both Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave last year. And now... Jackson Smith and Jigba. He was asked about how he felt his talent would translate into the NFL. So, George, talk to me a little bit about Mayor Kincaid and Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Mayor's another one of these guys that looks almost like he's sculpted out of granite. Uh, really big, sturdy guy. Uh, and yeah, like you said, he grew up in Kentucky, really near Cincinnati. Uh, has a lot of praise for Joe Burrow, as I think most receivers would. Seems really excited about the idea of going there and being another weapon in that Bengals offense. Uh, but, you know, there'll be some competition for him. There's no question about it. I think he's seen as the top tight end in what is a really deep tight end class. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. He's another guy that talked a lot about leadership uh, and said that he's trying to be really just genuine with, with you know, teams as he meets with them this week. What they, what they see is what they get with him. And I, I think that's something that, came across even in the interviews in this media setting. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I think he's a guy, he compares himself to Travis Kelsey. If he can get even halfway to that level, it will be a really big step for him. Kincaid is not going to do any of the drills here. That'll be interesting to see how that works out. He's another one of these wide receiver type tight ends. I think he'll be in demand, but he's not going to get to show any of that skill set on Saturday out on the field. And Smith and Jigba, you know, he's a little bit of, of an enigma here, too, uh, just because he missed so much of this season, almost the whole season, with a foot injury. I uh, think teams are going to want to see that he's back to full strength. 
I've heard that, you know, he's not going to wow. Unlike some of these Ohio State receivers in the recent past, he's not going to wow people with the numbers. He's a slot guy. He was highly productive a year ago when he was healthy and on the field. But I don't know that he's, you know, in that same level of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson when it comes to 40 times some of the numbers they posted in Indianapolis a year ago. George, anything else worth noting from the media session today at the Combine? You know, it's just, it's always a busy day. I think it's, you always get the biggest crowds on Friday. Well, not on Friday, whenever the quarterbacks go. In years past, they were the first day. Uh, but being a Friday this year, it just felt like today was the main event. Uh, and now, obviously, it'll be interesting to see these guys get out on the field on Saturday and see what they're able to do. George, we've talked a lot about the Jets quarterback situation. I mean, a lot. And every day, there seems to be at least a little something. Today, Adam Schefter and Daniel Jeremiah decided to make it an interesting Friday. First, Adam Schefter this morning said that from what he understands, Aaron Rodgers is more or less going to have to make a decision between playing for the Jets and retirement, which, if true, would mean history is going to repeat itself. Because if you'll recall, that's the exact choice that Brett Favre had to make. Brett Favre decided that he wanted to come back in the summertime. A little bit different there because they're not even at free agency yet in the NFL, so it's not that exact timetable. But ultimately, the Packers said they were not going to trade far within the NFC, had to go to the AFC. The only AFC team that stepped up and was willing to make a concrete offer was the Jets. It sounds like that would be the case again here if the Packers are looking to move on from Aaron Rodgers. If that happens, then you look at the teams that would be interested. We've already heard that the Titans and Raiders are expected to be out on Rodgers. When it comes to who could absorb his contract, when it comes to who's looking for a quarterback that can help them win right now, the Jets seem to be the only real fit on the board in the AFC. So you have to think that Joe Douglas is smart enough that if this is true, he will not bid against himself. Remember, the deal with Brett Favre ended up being that it was a third-round pick if he played more than half the snaps, which was all but guaranteed with Brett Favre considering the fact that he had that Ironman streak going. It would become a second rounder if they made the playoffs and a first rounder if they made the Super Bowl. Given the current situation, that's probably about all that I would offer. So if the Jets make the Super Bowl and it's a first round pick, no one's going to care. If they make the playoffs and it's a second round pick, people can live with that. But no reason to be offering a first round pick, let alone multiple, which is what Daniel Jeremiah seemed to indicate with Rich Eisen today. He said that the sense he gets is that the Jets are really locked in on trying to get Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't think it's going to take a first-round pick, probably a second or third. So if Rodgers gets dealt, it very well could be for something similar to that Favre deal. I had said all along that a big part of my trepidation here, in addition to the fact that Rodgers probably only gives you a year or two, whereas with Derek Carr, you could probably get five and build that roster out, is that I didn't like the idea of giving up a lot for Aaron Rodgers, given the circumstances, the fact that he could only play for one year, and then you're right back at square one, and you gave away assets that you really need to rebuild the team. But if it ends up being the Favre deal, I think most Jets fans would have to be happy with that. If they get Carr or Rodgers at this point, I think it's a win, especially if you're talking about the type of deal that I just laid out. If the Jets get Rodgers for that deal, or they sign Carr without giving up anything, if you're a Jets fan, you'd have to be very pleased. Oh, absolutely. And I think you're right. I mean, if, if you're in a basically the only team in the bidding here uh the packers aren't going to have a whole lot of leverage uh and you know there's no reason to bid against yourself and, and overpay for this situation doesn't sound like that will be the case i think if they do end up with rogers 
you know, there are some interesting options in the draft. We mentioned him and Hooker earlier. You could definitely take a guy like that and basically redshirt him for a year, let him get fully healthy, see what you've got, you know, down the road. But even maybe somebody like Tanner McKee from Stanford, who's kind of in that next tier of quarterbacks, probably needs a little bit of work, but maybe, you know, bring him in. Similar to what the Bucks did with, with Kyle Trask when they went out and, and signed Tom Brady. You know, Trask is in the mix now. We'll see if it develops. Uh, but it's worth a shot. You know, I think it's something the Jets would probably be well served to, to look into. Speaking of quarterbacks in the Jets, Mike White was on 560 WQAM today, said he'd love to be back with the Jets. Locker room's fantastic. I talk to those guys every day. I don't know. We have to see. Things in this league change fast and situations are fluid. White is from South Florida and also said he would be very interested in playing for the Dolphins. Describe them as a very talented offense, building something special, and quote, I'd love to be a part of it. White makes a lot of sense as the backup for either the Jets or the Dolphins. The Jets, because we already know he's a fit there. The team likes him. The coaches like him. He can competently operate that system, which is going to be very similar to what they ran last year. Nathaniel Hackett runs that West Coast system. And for the Dolphins, they've got an injury real to a tug of Aloha. They could use an insurance policy. Mike White is from South Florida. So if he's going to sign somewhere, you figure he's looking for the best opportunity and the best payday. It's going to come down to money, and it's going to come down to what these teams say they can offer. But on paper, the Dolphins and Jets would make a lot of sense for Mike White as a potential number two quarterback on the depth chart. Yeah, you know, I think Mike White's an interesting guy. Um in what's going to be another interesting quarterback offseason. I remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember when it was rare that quarterbacks moved around, and now it just feels like every every year we've got these, you know, we're waiting on the Derek Carr situation. We're waiting on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Jimmy Garoppolo's name is going to start coming up here pretty soon. You know, where's he going to land? And you're going to get into the Gardner Minshew tier and guys like that. I think Mike White's one of those guys that's flying a little bit under the radar, but very well could help t- a team win football games next season. George, some quick news and notes from around the league. Michigan defensive back DJ Turner II ran an unofficial 4.27 in the 40-yard dash during the workouts today. Wow, that's pretty impressive. The Athletic reporting that Brock Purdy is expected to undergo his UCL surgery next week. They hope that he will be ready for the season. We shall see. Lions getting new uniforms. Anybody that listens to this show knows how I feel about uniforms. I don't care. Just show me the on-field product. The uniforms don't mean anything to me, but if that means something to Lions fans, congratulations, new uniforms. Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, the two top running backs in free agency outside of Saquon Barkley, expected to be franchise tagged by Tuesday if a long-term deal doesn't get done with those two guys. Pollard, of course, in Dallas, and Josh Jacobs with the Raiders, so... Neither one of those guys is going to be going anywhere. Randall Cobb, and this is interesting if you're following the Aaron Rodgers saga because we all know how much Rodgers likes Randall Cobb and enjoys playing with him, recently underwent surgery to clean out the back of his ankle to fix a persisting issue as he continues to weigh his future. If he plays in 2023, the surgery will help him mitigate the pain. Keywords, if he plays in 2023. So if he plays in 2023, you would assume he probably ends up wherever Aaron Rodgers does, whether that's back with the Packers or somewhere else. Josina Anderson reporting that the Dolphins are going to be looking into, quote, all quarterback options this offseason. Who knows? Maybe that means Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that makes a lot of sense for them, but we'll see. I think 
ultimately they want to stick with Tua. It's just a matter of how much do they trust him to give him a long-term contract. They're going to have to pick up that fifth-year option. It would be insane for them not to. Josina Anderson also reporting that the Ravens are hopeful to get a deal done with Lamar Jackson before the tag deadline, but a deal is still not close. So if they have to use the tag, they most certainly will. And speaking of using tags and quarterback deals, Jordan Rannon is reporting that Daniel Jones and the Giants are getting closer to a deal. Both sides optimistic they can get something done by Tuesday. The Giants appear to be offering somewhere in the $35 million a year range. Jones wants something around 45. Maybe they meet in the middle at about $40 million, which to me, George, is still borderline insane for a guy in Daniel Jones who was okay last year, certainly improved, but 15 touchdowns, 6.8 yards per attempt, and 3,200 passing yards in the year 2022 is not really that impressive. And if you're giving him $40 million a year, you're really betting on a jump with Daniel Jones to make it worth it over the course of that contract. So, George, those are the news and notes from around the NFL. I would be surprised if the Dolphins move on from Tua. I'm sure they'll dip their toe in the water. And if Lamar Jackson does become available, maybe then they'll jump in just because Lamar Jackson is young and he could be a long-term solution. I'd be surprised if they get in on Aaron Rodgers at all or if they pivot to Derek Carr or anything like that. I don't see that happening. And Daniel Jones, like I said, Certainly you want to keep him if you're the Giants, but wow, that is a lot of money for a guy who had one decent season. Yeah, that's the tough thing about quarterback situation, though. Um, you know, the market is exploding, and if you've got a guy, you, you pretty much just have to swallow hard and pay what it takes to keep him because you see kind of the situation the Colts got into. What happens if you don't have the guy? Uh, well, look at the commanders right now. You know, at the time it was like, don't pay Kirk Cousins. He's not that guy, but – they certainly haven't been able to get anywhere near him since since he left. So it's really tough. I think it's it's the blessing and the curse of that quarterback position right now. Those guys are going to get their money. And honestly, the way it's exploding, it looks really bad right now. A couple of years in the contract, it might not anymore. If the numbers keep going up the way they are right now. The interesting thing with Jones to me, too, is if they're able to get that deal done, will they look to go back to Saquon Barkley and franchise tag him? That running back tag is not that crazy. I think it's around $10 million. Um, you know, it's something you could, you might be able to look into if you get the deal with the quarterback done first. The Giants' plan here with Saquon Barkley was to do just that: to tag Barkley and get Jones signed. They knew they would have to pivot to tagging Jones if they couldn't get a deal done with him. But if they do, then they go back to the original plan: tag Barkley, and they can maybe even tag him again next year. The ideal situation with a running back is. You tag him a couple of times, you get that fifth-year option if he was picked in the first round, which is what happened with Saquon Barkley and the Giants, and then you let him walk because it's very rare that you're going to have a running back that you still want to pay after seven years in the league. Adrian Peterson, one of the rare exceptions. You just don't see it very often. So if the Giants get something done with Daniel Jones before Tuesday, I fully expect that they will indeed use that tag on Saquon Barkley. George Bremer, our friend covering the Colts and the NFL for the Herald Bulletin and CNHI Sports in Anderson, Indiana. He is our man on the scene at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indy this week. George, thanks so much for coming on and recapping day number four with me. Really appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow for day number five. The quarterbacks are working out, so that is going to be really interesting. In the meantime, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media and check out your work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at GM Bremer uh, on YouTube. I'm the Blue Horseshoe Pod, and all my stories are at theheraldbolton.com. Make sure that you follow George on Twitter and 
Check out his stories at the Herald Bulletin and listen to the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't already, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Clinton Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'll be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.